Socialista podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of the Socialista podcast. Today, I'm here with Adam from Pretty Done. Hello. Hey, welcome. I'm here, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're here in the tiny home. It's a little shaky because it's so windy out today. It is a nice day for wind. Windsurfing, kiting. Is kiting a thing? (laughs) Kiting, flying, just drifting. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So, Adam, you, from what we've talked about before recording and me just stalking your Instagram, you seem to do everything. So Pretty Done is like your creative art outlet. And then you told me you produce music and you have you uh, the photography and the visuals and all that. So you're just a man of many, many talents. Yes, I have a lot of ideas. And um, this is just, that's what I do every day. Just if I'm not making music, I'm making art. If I'm not making art, doing photography, yeah. doing something. I love it. Yeah, I don't watch TV or anything. So. Well, that's that's pretty good, right? I think so. That's why I don't watch it. Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube. See, that's what I do. We don't have cable, so I just watch YouTube and, like, Netflix. That's all you need <laughs> if that's, you know, get your fix in. Yeah. Very true. So I want to jump right into it with you. So can you tell me where you're originally from and what growing up was like for you? Okay. Um, I I was born in Akron, Ohio. Okay. Um, and grew up in Ohio and Florida. Okay. So you split your time between both. Did you um, did you move to Florida when you were pretty young? Or yeah. Okay. Florida when I was younger. Um, I think I started first grade in Florida. Okay. And um, lived between those two states, and um, yeah, had a, I guess, normal childhood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that, uh, nothing to brag about. Yeah. And um, just kind of followed my heart, and, you know, when I was younger, I was caught up in trying to be cool and do, just do a lot of dumb things and not focus on uh, what mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the older I got, <clears throat> I realized, you know, what mattered to me and started pursuing that more. Yeah. And I've always had a love for art, but I never just took it seriously. I've always had a love for basketball and music and those type of things. But, yeah, not until I was in my 20s, I started really pushing it uh-huh. and um, just following that. Yeah, definitely. So what was it growing, what was it like growing up between like a northern eastern state to Florida because I'm from the east coast too so I know those two places are dramatically different yeah well Ohio is you know weather wise it's depressing and there's a lot of culture and you know there's a lot of heritage yeah um and yeah there's some type of warmth in Ohio I would say even though it gets really cold there but uh you know that's where I'm from yeah um and then I would say with Florida is 
such a it's the weirdest state ever. Everything weird happens there, and I um, yeah, I grew up there more than Ohio, and okay. um, it yeah, you know, when you're there, you know, you don't you don't have a perspective from a distance. So you're, you know, just living and doing what you got to do. And, Definitely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in, in retrospect, it's the weirdest state ever existing. And um, I actually, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say besides it's a weird state. Yeah. And it's just a mixture of so many different types of people and yeah. areas. And mm-hmm. Each city, I feel like, is so different. Um, I haven't been to too many places in Florida, but, like, going from, uh, the northern part to Orlando, where I have family, and then, obviously, like, the southern part where, um, like, Miami Beach and all that, seems like total polar opposites at some point. I mean, the south part of Florida is, like, a different country. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So being a pretty artsy kid, was this something um, that you, that your family was like supportive of? Do, do you have anybody like family or friend wise who was also kind of artsy and that sort of way? Um, not really. I kind of, you know, like I don't, I didn't really pursue these things until I was older and yeah, you know, just doing my thing and on my own. So I would say, I. Just kind of, go, I always go with my gut uh-huh. and pursue things that matter to me and realized uh, where my heart was and what what I had to like a pull towards. So what was that transition for you then? Well, actually, so I, I started DJing in Orlando. Okay. And that's where I went to college for a little bit. Uh-huh. And I realized DJing was, you know, such a passion of mine. Um and pursued that because in school I was taking um, graphic design and photography. Okay. So I realized I could just do that on my own and learn at my own pace and, yeah. you know. Uh, so DJing really took over my life and that was a breaking point to realize like, wow, <clears throat> I could make this work and pursue this and keep it going and flowing so yeah DJing was my catalyst and then you know because that's the foundation of everything I do so uh-huh. you know I've always been drawing but I never started putting my artwork out there mm. until you know maybe seven years ago or so okay wow so that's when I really started realizing I should not let all these papers just keep stacking up in my apartment. Yeah. And I should do something with them. So I started doing that and you know, that I realized people some people like this stuff and they were just ideas that I would naturally draw and yeah. still are. So I was, you know, I'm always just drawing things that come to me naturally. Uh a lot of artists reinterpret pop culture and things mm-hmm. like that and Yeah. Just to make sense, like to make relatability for people to latch on to their art. Um, I that's a cool way to do it if that's how you feel. I, I'm more. I don't know. I approach it from within and see like what 
I'm feeling or what I'm, mm-hmm. how I'm viewing things. Yeah. So. So where do you draw inspiration from, or who do you who do you look to for that? I guess when you were first starting to now. Me, uh, musically or art wise. Why don't we do both? Okay. Yeah. Well, with music, um, I mean, I've always been. I mean, my dad had a huge influence on me musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60s and 70s uh, and 80s music was a big influence. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the foundation of my love of music. And, yeah, I would say that. And then for DJ-wise, uh, DJ AM, you know, he was the inspiration for why I started DJing and why I even thought I could even try this thing mm-hmm. so when I saw what he was doing I realized wow that's just amazing and um the creativity was just on a different level and just blending all different genres and making it fun and exciting changed my whole path in life yeah for sure so what actually brought you to Vegas then uh DJing to be honest yeah I Wanted to start a new chapter and um, really play a bigger market and take a risk to grow as a person and as an artist. Mm-hmm. So um, Vegas just had a little, it had a something to it, and I was like, "This is this is the way to go." Mm-hmm. So I moved here, and uh, it's my home now. Yeah. So yeah. how long have you lived here now? I moved here in 2010. Okay. Wow. So you've probably seen it transition a lot. I have seen it change. Not as much as some other people that have been here since, you know, the early 2000s. Yeah, sure. But I've definitely seen it change and um, it's still growing and it's, uh, it's an awesome city. Yeah. No, I love Vegas so much. Uh, it definitely, for somebody who's looking to maybe make a change in their career or follow a passion, I think it's a good place to start in some ways. Yeah, I think it depends on your what you're trying to do and yeah. your work ethic. and Yeah, yeah is, it, is, is it the right area for you? I mean... Yeah, I guess it would depend if you're somebody... If you're trying to act, I, I wouldn't come here. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> but if you're trying... You know, you could gig a lot of different ways here, not just musically Mm -hmm. i mean dancers and entertainers and there's a lot of things there's you know it's an entertainment city so sure yeah i think there's just a lot of opportunity to make connections just because most people i've found are pretty open to sitting down and having coffee or coming on a podcast with a newbie you know so we're here (laughs) we're here we made it yeah it's good to talk to some people sometimes yeah because I, I hibernate a lot. Yeah. No, that was definitely what, how I was when I first moved here. So that was going to be my next question. Did you know anybody out here? Did you kind of just move in blindly and say, all right, we're going to make something happen? Uh, I I knew some people. Um, I didn't have anything lined up. Yeah. Um, pe- some people knew of me. So that, that helped. Um from you know making music and edits and DJing and stuff like that so that helped um but at the end of the day I started at you know zero I had no gigs or anything Mm -hmm. so 
yeah, you have to go out and meet people and talk to them and let them know what you're doing and what you want to do. And there's a lot of unhealthy behavior involved, drinking and stuff. So you have to do that, unfortunately. Um, and I did. Uh, you know, it feels good to be, what am I, four years sober now? So oh, wow. Congrats. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. So... Yeah, you have to go out there and talk and, and, you know, spend a lot of nights just trying to get to know people. Yeah. So. So when you first started and you were doing your DJing and you were getting some gigs, how how were the reactions from, like, your crowds that you were having coming in or just, uh, I guess, the business owners or restaurant owners that you were gigging at? Um, it was good. I mean, yeah. it... To be honest, the first couple gigs that I did were pretty, you know, they were good and they kind of catapulted uh, to other things, to other gigs because, I don't know, I think I just had a good attitude and I was, you know, not the greatest DJ ever, but I wasn't bad, so... Um, yeah, they, you know, things just kind of snowballed because at the end of the day, I mean, this is what I do. And uh, I had, you know, I had some experience, you know, years of playing in Orlando. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it was going forward. So I'm, I'm not looking back. And yeah. um, so I made it work. And um, owners, managers and stuff like that, they... You know, everybody has their own style and this and that. So, uh, I just keep it keep it fun and flowing and try to do my best that I can do. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your style? Musically? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I adapt. I mean, I'm very flexible because I've done so many different types of gigs uh, that it's just a, such a wide spectrum that you could you could really put me in any situation now. And I could figure out the answer. Yeah. So, my style is just... The one word I always go to is eclectic. Mm -hmm. Because I kind of like to just mix a little bit of everything. And uh, kind of just keep you surprised. Yeah. Would you describe your other like creative outlets? Um, like your artwork and your, your photography? Would you describe it as eclectic as well? A hundred percent. I was going to say, because I definitely get those vibes. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't think I'm pulling teeth here. It seems really... Uh, no, no. Yeah. yeah, that's just... I think that's just who I am. Yeah, I've always loved... I can, I can tell that. Yeah, I've always loved the uh, variety mm -hmm. and um, mixtures of things. Keeping it fresh. Contrast, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, I skipped over this a little bit, but between like college and before you were starting DJing, what were you doing beforehand? Like, any first jobs, or...? Hmm. No, I no. mean, I would say... After high school, I went to college for a little bit. Uh-huh. Kind of doing photography, graphic design, and then DJing took over. So... Cool, so you were just, like... I was, yeah, I was doing... Right into it. Yeah, something... You know, because the college stuff was... Just a slow pace, uh -huh. and 
I was just looking for, like, what I need to do because at the end of the day, school doesn't pay bills. You pay school. Yeah. And... (laughs) Oh, man, I feel that so hard. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, just music and DJing and, and when I saw... You know, when I saw some some videos of certain DJs and things and heard certain mixes, I was just like, wow, let me attempt this. Mm-hmm. And worst case scenario, I could always just sell the equipment and figure out something else. But I realized it was my calling. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love stories like that. It's just, it's really, I think, motivating. Yeah. Well, so many people just settle for something and, and you know, they try things um, for a little bit, mm-hmm. for a couple months or a year, and they might not stick to it because they're not getting momentum or not getting the results they want instantly yeah so i think well we live in an instant gratification like society that's true Uh, but i also think people just don't i mean everything in life i think is you put in what you put in is what you get out yeah so if you put in a lot of hours and a lot of deep thought and dedication and energy and effort then something's coming from that Mm -hmm. if you're you know doing it properly and yeah sure so that's what I did you know for for a long time I was trying to understand this language of DJing and knowing what everything did and how he did that and why why you do that then and all these all these questions just to it's a language you know just like everything so uh I just kept digging and practicing and working and messing up and re-going at it again and just sticking with it and uh it worked yeah that's real cool but um why not you walk me through I guess a day in your life oh a day in my life (laughs) it's not normal I'm sure it changes all the time right uh yeah to some degree I mean I have a pretty steady routine to some You know, I've, I'm very structured and very unstructured. Mm. I, I'm always waking up late, staying up late. Uh, must have coffee when I get up. Are and you like one of those caffeine monsters? Like if you don't have coffee like right away or... Yes. <laughs> I'm a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> no, I just need... That's my fuel to get my brain started. Uh, otherwise, my brain is just... It needs it needs a kickstart and yeah. coffee is the kickstart. Yeah. So yeah, get up in the afternoon sometime. It varies, and it's not normal. The hours I wake up, but it's okay. I'm productive at least. And there you go, working on your own schedule. I'm not doing a bunch of nothing. So uh, yeah, from there after the coffee, you know, maybe edit something, make something. Uh, make some music, draw, something to get stimulated. And then maybe like a little healthy snack and then off to the gym. Okay. I'm usually at the gym five five days a week minimum. Oh, wow. So you're really committed. 
Yeah, the gym is... It creates balance and happiness and health and just overall good stuff. Yeah. Just to get a release and play a lot of basketball. I work out. I run a lot. Teach me your ways because, like, I know I have the mindset of, like, okay, you need to, like, get your butt in action and just, like, move and work out and I know I need to do it but I don't. <laughs> the answer is don't even think about it. Just yeah. get in there. Just get in Drive, there. Drive, get in there and just start sweating. Yeah. Once you start sweating then you feel you know everything going. You feel your adrenaline. You yeah. feel endorphins. You feel your body just coming alive. So. Yeah I have a very love-hate relationship with going to gyms and working out. Like if I commit myself I'll do it for like three four months at a time or I'll train for that 5k and I'll do the 5k and then afterwards I'm like you know I've been working out a lot. I think I should take a little break and the break turns to like now a year. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about what's what you want, though. I mean, if you really want to, uh, I mean, everybody feels different when they work out and mm-hmm. you know go to the gym and stuff. So, some people dread it, but obviously, the more you do it, then it becomes your new norm, and that becomes like your, you know, like br- body maintenance, like brushing your teeth. Yeah, sure. Um, so. I mean, that's how I look at the gym. It's like body maintenance, mind maintenance. Yeah. I've never heard it in those terms. Like, I know there's obviously a connection between the mental and the physical, and keeping up with both of those are very important just for your self-care and your self-being. But, um, yeah, I've never heard those terms, and I think it, it makes it a little bit more relatable. And you Well, know, it's if- true. I mean, when you think of it, you know, we are... When you break it all down, we're primal, and mm-hmm. we have to get a release, you know, because we're meant to, you know, survive, and when you're not pushing your body and your mind to that extent, uh, I think that could cause buildup, chemical imbalance, or just unhappiness, because you're not, you're not pushing yourself, you're not feeling that stimulation of energy yeah you know I mean at the end of the day it's like you know you go as hard as you want in there sure you know you don't have to go crazy every day but when you when you hit those levels there's a there's an intense um reward yeah and you know you feel that you know if anyone runs for 30 minutes you feel better you can't feel worse right afterwards it's like impossible yeah so right there just shows like our genetic makeup and our biology is we're meant to sweat and run and lift yeah. things and move your body. So yeah, I feel bad for people that don't do that or just sit down all day. I mean, mm-hmm. sitting down for so long, like I'm always in a chair making music or drawing or something. So when I sit there for six hours in mm-hmm. the same spot, yeah. I'm just like. Yeah, I know. I'm, like, starting to hit that now with, like, doing more recordings and just uh, doing some more creative work. I'm like, I've been working, sitting down for six hours. Like, what the hell am I doing? I need to, like, get up. Yeah, it does. I feel like I'm just, like, wasting into my chair and turning into a block. shriveling up, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's so not good for you, but... Yeah. 
that's where the balance comes in and, you, you know, stretching and running and doing those lifting and just push. I mean, there's so many benefits of pushing yourself mm-hmm. uh, physically and mentally that, like, you get rewards in ways that you can't, that, that aren't physical. Like, you just, yeah. you, know, you know, you gain confidence, you gain understanding of your limits mm-hmm. and who you are. I mean... If you don't do that, I mean, no one's going to do it for you. You talk about, like, working out and working your physical and your mental as, uh, like, I don't know, you have a lot of wisdom on it. Is this just because you've been doing it and you see the benefits? Or it om- the way that I hear you saying it to me, it almost seems like, I don't know, in a weird way, spiritual? And yeah. I don't know, is this like your self-care and you realize this is what works for you? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I definitely think it's spiritual. I mean, it's spiritual, and it's also monkey behavior. I mean, yeah, you know, you have to. Yeah, you mentioned that primal. Yeah, you have to do that. I I don't know if it. I always kind of say it's it's definitely definitely for men, but I don't know how. I'm not a girl, so I don't know. If girls have that same type of physical need, you know, physically. Because I know men, are, we're, you know, we're, we're meant to do these things, to hunt and gather and push and, you know, Yeah, run. I see what you're getting at, yeah. But I, mean, I think at the end of the day, all humans in general feel better when they... Yeah, that's what, yeah, I definitely, like, I get the primal aspect with, with certain things, but I think just in general, I you know, there's guidelines between men and women, like, oh, maybe men are doing more time in either like cardio or strengthening or whatever i don't i don't know the breakdown i'm not a professional or anything Mm -hmm. but i think it's just reiterating like you know your body needs this and you should do it yeah and like i said you can never feel worse yeah exactly those endorphins yeah i mean it's undeniable that if you start running and you start doing anything physical you get that sweat going yeah you're forced to feel better. Yeah. So it's kind of like a an an instant high, like after those moments. I know from the small or the the little bits of time that I would run and train for like five Ks, I know just like once I cross that finish line or once like I finish whatever I'm doing, like that feeling is unlike anything else. Yeah. Even if it's just for like a couple minutes. Exactly, because you know what it, go, it also goes back to, like, you know how much you put into it. Yeah. And that's with everything I, yeah, I would say true. in life is, you know, if whatever craft or workout or anything, I mean, you know how much you did. So, yeah. you know, like, oh, when you get to that finish line or you finish or finish doing something, a painting or workout mm-hmm. or making a song, like, you're like, wow, like that. I know I put eight hours or eight days or eight months yeah. into this. And now it's done, and now I feel good about it, so I can do the next one. Yeah, so I want to bring this up before I forget. Um, is there any of your art or your work that you've, like, stepped back after finishing and been like, wow, like, this is this is it, or this is, like, the best I've done so far? Uh, yes. I would say last year, when I did the, the murals down here, downtown Las Vegas... I did uh, two murals, and those were f- so fun to do, and 
just natural and I look at them now it's like I can't believe I did all that just me yeah you know I didn't have anybody helping so uh it's just my body my mind and my soul that just dedicated to it and got it done and put my head down and made it happen yeah so I would say those two walls so you have one it's uh what is that right behind is it Carson? Uh, yeah, 7th and Carson. Yeah. And then the other one is right here across the street yes. at Ferguson's. Hell yeah. So those two walls I'm very proud of. And yeah, very happy I did those. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so why don't you bring us all up to speed? Um, can you describe Pretty Done and how that started? Uh, pretty done. So the name idea is I'd never feel like my work is finished. I always feel like it's pretty done. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I like could, that. I could always add on to it. Witty. Like if you see a character, like I could always add arms or ears mm-hmm. or a hat or, yeah. you know, a saying or something. So I just realized when I was drawing that sometimes I was just like I just kept going and going and going so I was like it's not done it's kind of pretty done and that's how the name came about and just had a little ring to it yeah so I was like let's just stick to this and just make that the outlet and the art brand yeah um was that the question yeah um well I want to bring up now because I know before we start recording you mentioned that at least, I guess, the murals you didn't sketch out. And it seems like, from what I see on Instagram, because you're constantly making art, it seems like. It seems like every day you're uploading, like, tons and tons and tons. And I'm like, wait, when was this uploaded? I didn't see this today. Yeah. It seemed, You said you don't do any sketching. Um, most of the time, I don't, no. Yeah. Most of the time, I just like to just go off and put the pen or spray paint down yeah. and let the lines lay themselves down. Um, cause like the way I draw, like, I mean, I, I don't know how everybody draws, but for me, it's just the one line leads to the next that leads to the next. And it's mm-hmm. very fluid and just kind of, I don't know. It happens itself. I don't even understand. Yeah. Well, the characters that you make, uh, specifically, cause I've s- um, I was just at Ferguson's for the market today, and then I've seen the one at Carson a bunch of times. The characters are definitely very, like, eclectic and just eccentric, so t- I know you said sometimes you're not doing the sketching, but, like, what what comes to mind? Like, how do you come up with it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's my answer. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> if I had to boil it down to the essence I would say I mean it's shapes Mm -hmm. so I always start with shapes very geometrical yeah shapes symmetry color combos Mm -hmm. and just positivity and fun yeah yeah your pieces are definitely fun so you know shapes I would say that's the formula for it all I mean it it I found my own little way to to do it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would say shapes and 
symmetry and color combos and so those techniques were those something that you kind of developed and taught yourself um, over the years or I know you said you went to college for a little bit was that um, was those teachings um, helpful? to be honest I just I remember some I don't remember a lot <laughs> but I remember some days in college I was just drawing all over my papers like yeah. all these characters and I, mean, I just remember vaguely I have the worst memory ever same <laughs> like I remember fragments of things but I remember, like, you know, a couple people would say, like, what are those? Or, like, they would just question, like, what are those things? And I would just, I've always loved characters. I don't know. I would say my whole life, I've always, I remember being really little. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in in Ohio, there was, there was a house with, like, a little gnome on the front yard. And, you know, the Cleveland Indians logo was a big, you know, influence on me. Uh, just, I've always loved characters and faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Charlie Brown and Snoopy. and Yeah, for sure. All those classic cartoons and things like that. Those were, you know, I've always loved those type of characters and imagery because, I don't know, something about little symbols and just faces have always been I've always been intrigued yeah yeah like cartoon stuff yeah mm-hmm. definitely so uh, it doesn't seem this way but do you have um, what the characters you draw are there any repeating or are they all like unique to no that's the weird thing is like they're all different that's so cool they're all just new, different things yeah um, you might see the same nose or same ears mm-hmm. or eyes or something but it's always different and it's some alien language yeah well how do you keep it so new and so different i don't i don't i don't know i really don't <laughs> have an answer let the i just start drawing yeah. and let it unfold because if i knew the answer it would probably not happen yeah true so i'm just gonna keep on drawing things that i see or feel mm-hmm. so that's all i do yeah, no, I love it because I love when you update your stories on Instagram or you have a little clip of you it just, like on a canvas or you, I think a couple weeks ago or last week you had like a big installation just up against a wall and you just start recording and like see all your characters come to life. It was really cool. Yeah, like I like doing the time lapse thing and and kind of starting from nothing and watching it just unfold and other people could see it and uh, see how I, my brain thinks and, mm-hmm. you know, how it, how it all comes together. Yeah. Well, it's definitely unique to you, and I think especially with all the different um, murals and, like, collaborations that you've worked on, it's, it's definitely, like, really cool. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. no problem. So speaking of collaborations, I know that you have collaborated with uh, DJ Cricket and um, Playhouse, like you, I know you've done the logo design, yes, correct? Yes. Yeah. And then just recently, um, she had a Playhouse for February, and you had your little play suits there that you, yes, you did that. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> so fun. That was her idea. 
some some people, you know, see the inspiration of my art um, from Keith Haring, and he's a huge influence. Mm-hmm. I definitely lo- I've always loved what he did and his style and his movement. Um, I've never tried to replicate his stuff. Yeah. He um, <laughs> he was just you know one of the greatest artists ever I think and changed the game and really inspired a lot of people mm. with positive messages and just just badass like lines and just ideas yeah. so you know he's a he's a huge influence and she came up with the idea to do some bodysuit backdrop stuff similar to what he did in the 80s I think it was okay so uh she sent me some photos of what he did and I was like, okay, let's, she's like, let's do that. I said, okay, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. So it all, it, it all worked out well. Um, yeah. When you're doing these collaborations and working with different artists, do, do they allow you just to have like your creative freedom and, you know, I know obviously DJ Cricket, you said she gave you some inspiration from Keith, uh, Herring, but from what I've seen and what you what you talked about, it seems like you you have some freedom to that. Is that pretty true? Well, yeah. Like I I kind of uh, I mean, if you look at what I do, it's, it's it's its own thing. Yeah. So anyone I work with or you know they probably get it. Like, yeah, this they is your see. style. Like exactly, they see they see what I'm doing, and you know I wouldn't. I'm not a realistic artist like I can't draw like realistic paintings or anything yeah. so like that would never happen right yeah so they'll it would make sense they to your brand. yeah they know what they what they ha- you know what I do and stuff so mm-hmm. um, a little directions good but yeah I, I would say the best approach is a little direction and then freedom to just take it where you whatever I feel yeah definitely. So when you started um, making more art and went under the name Pretty Done, what were people's uh, initial reactions or how did they like develop into kind of the fame and <laughs> the, very, the love you have now? There's some love, but there's no fame yet. <laughs> One In <day>. my eyes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean... Some people still don't understand it. Some people do. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, I just keep on feeding just doing you. that outlet and yeah. keep on growing it and trying to, you know, the goal is to take it global and okay. do paintings around yeah. the world and do art shows and installations and collaborations. And um, that's the goal is to get it mm-hmm. around the world and yeah, so. Just because I don't know, um, are, is most of your work done here in Vegas, or have you like gone to other cities and? Yeah, everything has mostly been in Vegas. Okay. I've done artwork for other people in other states. Okay. Uh, and I'm actually working on. I designed a cycling, <clears throat> a cycling jersey for this race that's happening in May. Okay. In, I think it's Italy. 
Wow. So that should be cool. That should be cool. The the jersey's going to be awarded to the winner. It's like this marathon. Mm. It's old. It's like an old school race from like the 1800s, I think it started. Oh, really? It might be 1800s. It's like or early 1900s. It's like a tradition or something. Um, I should know more about this. It's in an email. Okay. I, should... I was like, wait, what is this? This sounds interesting. Yeah, it's it's like a... It's pretty awesome. I'm excited. I forget the race, but it's in collaboration with this company called 48 by 17. Yeah, 48 by 17 cycles. And they are in Greece, Athens. Oh. That's what I meant, not Italy. Okay. Um, so, so, is uh, it cycling? Or? Yeah, it's a cycling. Okay. It's um, a cycling jersey. And it's like a, it's like a marathon race nice. that they're doing. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the furthest, I would say, my art has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done artwork for artists and f- musicians and flyers and stuff like that yeah new york and la and awesome yeah the it's it's getting somewhere it's uh the goal is to get it further yeah so do you have um any specific like place or people that you want to work with um no not no. i mean there's always thoughts of you know big companies and big people yeah. and this and that but at the end of the day it's uh if i like what they're doing they like what i'm doing then i'll work with a lot of people yeah so that's awesome this is just me like thinking about it but i am i almost feel like your work would do really well in japan that's awesome uh, yeah i watch a lot <laughs> i'm a nerd and i watch a lot of an- anime and read a lot of uh manga in my younger years so i don't know your your style and just like your characters i don't know i feel like give me that i would love that japanese that would be amazing amazing and i don't know i think to be honest i I mean some of my goals i want to do sculptures okay and I want to do billboards and stuff for, I want to do a lot of kids stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like kids love my art because it's like very youthful and colorful and yeah. um, just, just uh, funny Yeah. sometimes, <laughs> some weird the faces looking faces. Out, yeah. um, and it, one of the bigger goals is to work with animators. Yeah. So to animate that's, stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I feel like it, you, it would do really well as like a little cartoon. Like or... Adult Swim or someone yeah. where you could see these characters come to life with personalities and yeah, talking. Definitely. Dancing. There you go. Yeah. All right, Vegas people who are listening, you uh, find some connections. Let's make this happen. <laughs> that would be really rad. Yeah, these are some ideas that, you know... I've had for years just, mm. you know, I'm a one-man army, so I could only do so many things, and I'm just looking for the right people to do the things I can't do, and mm. uh, 
keep growing the whole brand. Yeah. So talking about being like a one-man army and running these businesses, um, what would you want people to know? Because obviously they see your Instagram, they see you creating a lot, and you're, you seem to be out a lot and doing a lot of cool events. Um, what would you want them to know that like goes into your work? Um, that goes into my work. I would say just fun and... I mean, sometimes I don't even think and I'm drawing. So yeah. sometimes there's nothing... I mean, I don't know how to put it, but I'm not really putting too much into my work sometimes. I'm just kind of just doing it because I just feel like I need to do it. Yeah. Well, um, if you love it, it's not work, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think... Uh, yeah, just, I mean, if if I had to put one word into it, it's, like, positive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never, like, dark and negative. No, yeah, so, I would never say that about your work, because so, it's just so bright and yeah, cheery. Fun, yeah, <laughs> I would say it's it's positive. I guess that's the best yeah. word to describe everything. Yeah, definitely, I can see that. So why don't we transition a little bit and talk about um, your website, Crispy Color, which is your your visuals and your photography outlet. Yes. So Crispy Color, that's my yeah photography, graphic design, video, um, just visual stuff. So that's um, that's a whole different vibe and direction. Um, Photography is a huge passion of mine, along with music and art, and I've always loved photography, um, and it's just a fun outlet for me to shoot different people and um, just create cool visuals, uh, a lot of street photography, portraits, yeah. um a lot of fitness, some sexy photos, some, uh, I want to do some pet photography soon, like dog portraits. There you go, yeah. So, yeah, just very eclectic, like everything I'm doing, um, just in a different medium, and mm-hmm. it's, um, so fun using a camera, and I'm, I love it. It's... I love it a lot. Yeah. So when was the first time you like picked up a camera and realized this is something I'm passionate about? Yeah. I don't know. I would maybe say, um, maybe when I was 18 or 19, probably 19. Uh-huh. So yeah, I took, you know, darkroom photography in college and, um, I don't know, something about just capturing a moment in time and, uh, getting the right lighting, the right everything. It's, there's, a, there's a cool balance to it. And, you know, everyone's a photographer now, obviously. and The but, phones we have in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> but you could always tell the difference with high quality. and Yeah, for sure. And, you, you know, no one's ever going to see things how you see them. Yeah. So, yeah, I just have a different angle and perspective on things. So I realized photography is also a great way to express that and get to capture some cool uh, cool photos. Yeah. Do you feel like because it, 
being in a city, there usually tends to be, no matter which city you're in, that there's going to be a lot of photographers. And now, you know, people who are being more tech savvy and can learn how to edit a little bit. Do you feel like there's, um, like this feeling of competition or are you just, you know, you know what you, what you like and you know what you do and. Uh, I don't really think of think of that. Yeah. You know, with music, sometimes I get caught up in that thought because there's so much music out there every day mm-hmm. coming out. Um, but that's something you can't focus on or change. So yeah. at the end of the day, just my perspective and advice is just keep developing your eye mm-hmm. and style and, you know, what you love and what you want to do and um try to make that work because you know focusing on other people and what they're doing and competition and all that stuff it's like you know it usually ends up you being you know losing hope or feeling low Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't really tend to focus on it too much because at the end of the day I mean no one it's going to shoot how I shoot. I'm not going to shoot how they shoot. Yeah, exactly. And so. no one has your ideas either and yeah. what you have in your head, you know? Exactly. I'm, I'm like a big believer in that. Like, nobody's going to do... I don't want to say that because, I mean, there's copycats, obviously, if, like, people see your stuff. But, like, nobody has your thoughts, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's why, you know, that's something you can't replicate. Yeah. You know, from someone else, someone can do the same, you know, have the same paint and same canvas, but they're, what they're going to do is going to be always different than what you do. So I would say just keep sharpening your blade. Yeah. That's what I would do. Definitely. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Some great advice and all of that, especially with, within each outlet. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm always, I'm always like in that, uh, that mindset of giving back. So I always love asking people who are professionals in their craft or, uh, business owners or artists, you know, like what advice would you give to people who are either just starting out or, you know, that this is something that they're passionate about and they want to do. So mm-hmm. I love that you were already like, you know, you know, keep up with this and just keep your, your head on straight. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, Chipping away every day is the most important thing, is uh, putting a little effort in every day, Mm -hmm. you know, that compounds itself and things, you know, multiply. Yeah. So that's the best formula, is every day just kind of keep chipping at it Mm -hmm. and um, staying consistent. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any um, collaborations or events that you can, coming up, that you can maybe spill to me? What do I have coming? Well, that cycling jersey's coming. Yeah. That's in May, I think. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm doing a live painting, I think at in April I think I'm doing uh off the wall which is at beauty bar oh I haven't been to beauty bar yet yeah I think I've only been once or twice okay 
But uh, yeah, it's like a bunch of wood panels and you paint live in front of people. That's cool. So I think I have that coming up in April and I got some pins, some uh, enamel pins coming. Nice. I love pins. Pins. Oh, oh the playhouse. Yep. I yeah. recognize that. We're going to be doing a bunch of different ones. That's so cool. Um, I love these little faces too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's always, I'm always outputting and yeah. making stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's it seems you really keep yourself busy. Yeah, just staying focused. Yeah. So what are your goals for yourself uh, this year? Uh, artistic, like the art wise, artwork. Yeah. I would say, yeah, just keep growing the brand and doing more collaborations and getting the art around the world. That's yeah. the goal. And um, Maybe maybe hitting Japan. <laughs> I would love to hit Japan. <laughs> I'm just like, I want this to happen for you. I'm just like, no matter what, I, if I have to look out people and connect you. <laughs> hey, I will do anything for Japan. I don't... I want it to be in every country. So. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just keep growing it and just keep pushing. Yeah, for sure. So I know that you brought your uh, synth board and some things with you. So if you want, would you be interested in coming up with something live? Okay, yeah, we could do something live. Yeah. This will be new for new for us and our listeners. So. <laughs> oh, it's so small. Yeah. It is small. The synth board. <laughs> it's um, it's an OP1. That's what it's called. Okay. And um, you can make a whole album on here. You could do tons of things. Oh, it's, wow. It's its own little beast. Um, so. Yeah, I'm shocked, like, how, just how small it is. Because when I think of people producing music, I think of, like, this big room and... Yeah, you could you could do that. This is the most, you know, this machine is like the most unique, mm. uh, powerful. It's like a synth sampler, Ford tape recorder. There's a radio in here. Dang. We could you could do anything. Like it's, it's insane what this thing can do. And I don't know it, in and out, but I know you know a good amount of it of of this machine, and um, it's pretty. Just so amazing, like, <laughs> like look up the OP one by Teenage Engineering, and it's like, there's n it's one of a kind. Let's just say that. Cool. So, um, it's a drum machine. There's so many things in this. Uh, let's see what we could do. intensely watching you. <laughs> okay, we'll do this. 
down. Mind if I take a little yeah, video of sure. you doing it? I should actually have my GoPro going. Yeah, get it set up. I can do cool effects. That's awesome. So you could do... So then we'll write some music to it. on this like oh. visually yeah I was wondering if that was just for what you're hitting and look at this thing wait wait there's a boxing guy on the screen yeah, what I the know. heck <laughs> look at the cow wait where's the cow What is the function to having those different graphics? Is it just to have it? No, these are effects. So. You can do like crazy effects. Wow. Dang. It's a little beat. Awesome. That was so cool to see that. Like, you just out of nowhere. You guys heard it live. That's. Yeah, I don't know what that song is. <laughs> I just made it, just started pressing things, and yeah. That's socially uh... exclusive. <laughs> and you can mute things out. It's fun. It's like a cool little workstation, to be honest. Like, yeah. going forever too it's like that's so cool oh. yeah i could do this for Man, i do this for cool. hours yeah yeah do you ever uh do you ever save like any of them and use them for sets oh yeah well not for sets but for 
they're just more um, just beats and ideas and songs. But no, I don't play any of these songs in my sets. But it's cool. You could like there's a record like you could record mm-hmm. um, like an A side and a B side. Oh, cool. So you could make yeah. a little regular record. Little record. That's awesome. And then you could export it to your computer. <laughs> I love it. And um, yeah, it's the most like on the go, fun, creative way to make music. Yeah, that's. I'm like in shock and blown away. Thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. I don't yeah. know what it was, but you're welcome. <laughs> and I haven't even showed you these things. These are. These things are these crazy. That looks like the inside of a, like a computer, like a little like graphics card or something. Yeah. And you could do. It's made by the same company. Okay. And you could do um, pretty much craziness. You could do. And you can sample your voice. So, for instance, let's try this. Uh, let's go here. And let's go here. Say something. Oh, hi. Yeah, those things are just awesome. noisemakers. Yeah, but I mean, to me, again, I'm not really tech savvy, and I don't know any of what you have on the table here. But it's, I don't know, I'm blown away. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I need to like get some cool outro music with that. <laughs> I'll make. Yeah, I have tons of loops and songs and beats. So if you need some sounds, I'll give you some. Yeah, maybe we can, uh, we'll get you some, a little bit of sound throughout the episode. That'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So wrapping up, uh, I like to ask everybody three questions. Okay. So for anybody who is new to Vegas or they're just a tourist and they end up on the strip, uh, most of their time here, what would you want them to know about Vegas? What do I want them to know about Vegas? I mean, I just, I don't know their intentions, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Some people come here to just get crazy and fucked up and party, and then some people come here to mm. 
train and work out and get away and I don't know. Yeah. Um, a lot with the UFC and yeah, fighting, and yeah. you know hiking and things. Yeah. So I don't know. I would just <laughs> say follow your heart. Whatever makes you happy, I guess. I That's know. like your motto. I yeah, love just it. go, just do what you want to do, and um, <laughs> you'll figure it all out. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so when you're not doing your art or your music, um, when you have some free time, and you're not working out, there's no free time. There's no free time. <laughs> there's no free time. <laughs> no places you like to go out to eat or like hang out. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I I like good food. I eat pretty healthy. I mean I'll have my occasional unhealthy um, habits here and there. And what's what's an unhealthy to you? Because you seem like you're definitely like hitting the gym. You said five days a week, and you said healthy snacks earlier. And I'm like, that's not a snack. Like so uh, so. What's a guilty a guilty um, pleasure snack or food for you? Probably In and Out. Okay, I still have yet to go. But. Yeah, I I try not. I mean, usually, maybe twice a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty unhealthy for me. <laughs> um, gummy bears sometimes. Ooh, have you been to? Uh, gosh, I I can't remember the name of this candy shop, and I go there all the time. But the Container Park, they have that like vintage candy store. No, I've never seen it. Oh, you should go. So, no, you, I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> next time we meet, I'll bring you some like gummy bears because okay. they're really good. And I don't know how you feel about peach, but they have these like penguins, these gummy penguins, and they taste just like peaches. Yummy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I try not to just chew on sugar, but sometimes I find myself, but it happens rarely, thankfully. I really need to adopt that mindset. Discipline. Need... You can do it. Uh, yeah, right. I'm motivate myself after this you can do it (laughs) all right cool so where can people find you on like social media and all that good stuff so yeah uh instagram i would say go to pretty done go to crispy color go to adam the dj and that's a new one i need to follow that account (laughs) follow follow that one's you know music i kind of blend everything in there but it's more music driven. Yeah. Um, and I have a fourth one coming soon, for oh, my, an account or yeah. Okay. For my music, I'm gonna cool. kind of separate all that a little bit. Uh, my production versus my DJ and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, that's that one's gonna be called New Rhythms. New Rhythms. Cool. And uh, that's gonna be a lot of electronic music and fun stuff. I'm excited to see when uh, you start posting. Yes. Awesome. Well, we'll have everybody find you on those outlets and see all your awesome stuff you got going on. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Adam. I've had a really great time, and I think our conversation was really wonderful, and I love that you just sat here and made some beats, so. Anytime, and I'm (laughs) glad we we finally did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. It's an eagle on a pole. It's the infinite thought that we control. The exit sign above the door as the cedar creaks when we walk on the floor. And it's life that we're losing as our love is improving this sweet world. The change.
You were just listening to We Get Up and Go by Leatherbound Crooks. They are releasing a new EP very soon, so make sure you go follow them on all their social media, which is at Leatherbound Crooks on all social media outlets. And if you want to go see them live, you can go to Bunkhouse March 30th. Uh, make sure you go follow them to learn more details about that. And you can find this song, We Get Up and Go, along with some other really amazing songs on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all those places you can find music. Again, I'd love to say thank you so much to Adam from Pretty Dumb. What a fun interview, and uh, you got to hear some live beat mixing, so that was pretty cool. And it was really nice to finally get him on the podcast, so I'm super excited that you guys are able to get a cool interview. Um, as always, many thanks to Ferguson's Downtown for the Tiny Home Recording Studio, uh, Chop 808 for the theme music, and Abby Paulus for the graphic art. If you want to connect with me, make sure you go on Instagram at socialistalv. I'm always on there. You can connect with me that way. I also have Facebook and Twitter at socialistallc. And as always, please email me or DM me if you have any uh, guest recommendations or musicians that you know or you are part of a band or a musician and you want to be featured on the podcast i will definitely keep an eye out for that i will see you back next friday for an interview with drew cohen the co-owner and buyer of writer's block